Welcome to another episode of the Outdoor PM School Podcast. My name is Dawson Westensko, and I'll be your host. Episode 14 is slightly different from the previous 13 episodes. I talk with Tracy Cosmer, who was recently hired as the product line coordinator on the outerwear team at Mountain Hardware. Tracy is also a graduate of the Outdoor PM School Certificate Program. After graduating, we kept in touch, and I've been able to watch her journey. This episode will focus more on that journey and what she learned while moving from a sales position to a product role. If you are early in your career or trying to make a similar move, this is going to be a great episode. I'm also excited to announce some updates to the Outdoor PM School program. I put the course on hold for a few months while teaching a class at Montana State. If you are interested in learning more of the details, keep listening after the interview. You can also check out the new OutdoorPMSchool.com website where you can sign up to receive emails as well as learn more about the updated program. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Hi, Tracy. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I am super excited to be here and be talking with you. Yeah, I'm really excited about this episode for a few reasons. First is that it's a little bit of a different kind of a show. First 13 episodes have been with people that are pretty experienced as product managers. I think you've officially been in your new role for two weeks. Is that right? Yep. uh, Two weeks in at this point. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm super excited to hear about that and to share your perspective Uh, as someone who's new, but has really spent a lot of time on the journey, which is, I think, what a lot of people listening to the episode are interested in. And then the second reason is known each other for a little while and and talked about a lot about product management. We'll get more into that during the episode, but been sure for a while that it was just a matter of time for the right opportunity to come along for you. And so I'm also just really excited that the right opportunity has come along and that you're kind of making this shift and starting down this path after a lot of hard work and that you've that you've made it happen. And so I'm just, again, I'm excited about that as well. Awesome. Yeah, it's definitely been quite the journey and all of the support I gained all the way, everything I learned. I'm just so excited to finally kind of be in this position and be learning more and to have kind of achieved that goal. Yeah. With that, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about, you know, give people your background into the industry and then more recently into this product management world. Yeah, definitely. So I think my real start uh, into the outdoor industry came after college. I was working with a little bit of graphic design and kind of decided that wasn't what I really thought it was going to be and was just in between jobs, you know, fresh out of college. And I I actually just kind of stumbled into the local gear shop in the area, Adventure 16. And while I was in there, I just like the staff was so cool. I loved looking at the products. I just, it just felt like a second home to me. And they just happened to have mentioned they were hiring. And I literally filled out an application just during that visit and didn't really know why I was doing it. I had like, like nicer clothes on prepared to go like check out other graphic design agencies and things like that. And they the staff just kind of convinced me to apply. And I remember calling my parents and telling them I was applying for this like sales associate position at this gear shop. And they were kind of like, okay, like if that's what you want, but not really sure, you know, what I was thinking as far as my path. And I ended up taking that job and was completely in love with the industry and the community and the product from day one. I asked probably way too many questions. Like they didn't realize they were hiring someone who was going to, you know, want to learn everything about the industry and the product, I think. And I was just super excited. And yeah, so I'd say Adventure 16 was kind of my intro. I worked there for a few years, just took taking every opportunity I could to kind of learn more and more. And I just kind of knew that's, you know, what I wanted to grow in. And I was very passionate about the products and, you know, kind of the customers and their end use, but I didn't know at the time. I didn't even really know what a product manager was at the time. You know, I just knew I wanted to work in the industry. And when I was kind of ready, I started collecting the business cards of all the sales reps that would come in. They were kind of like the closest connection I had to people who either worked at brands or worked for brands. And I just wanted, I wanted them to remember who I was. So I, took advantage of them coming into the stores and I reached out to them with emails and, you know, put it out there that I was looking to kind of grow my career. And eventually I got tons and tons of rejections, but uh, eventually one of those sales reps is actually ironically the Mountain Hardware sales rep at the time. 
referred me to a sales agency called Caraway and Co. Uh, for a tech rep position, and I ended up getting that opportunity. I was super new, <laughs> didn't really know much, but I was really excited to learn. And at the beginning, they had me focus a lot on clinicking and demos, and eventually that position grew into a full blown sales rep. The agency grew. I was handling more and more brands, and eventually one of those brands was Mountain Hardware. So I was able to kind of meet some of the people at Mountain Hardware and things like that and gain those connections. I don't know at which point I would say that I realized product management was really the way I wanted to go. It was probably when I started attending sales meetings. I heard them talking about the product and I just kind of was wowed. I was like, I can't believe these people get to make this their career. They get to know the ins and outs about product. Yeah. Like I was just, I was enthralled and mesmerized by them talking about it. I would open my workbook and take way more notes than any sales rep probably needed to take to sell in product. Cause I just, I wanted that level of knowledge. I, in my spare time found that I was doing like similar work. I was, I was going on websites and comparing product and learning the details and what made one product advantageous over the other and what customers kind of fit that. And through your course, which was really great at teaching me more and more about the role, I learned like kind of how being a sales rep has prepared me in certain ways for that role. And it really helped like fine tune those skills that I didn't have. And also for me to take the sales skills that I did have and communicate them in ways that made me better align for a product management role. As you were talking about that, that experience, the question in my mind was, you know, what did you learn as a tech rep? Even though you weren't clear that you were going to move into product management, I, I remember specifically we had a conversation at one point where you were, I remember getting the feeling that you thought this sales experience that I have, like it's not that relevant. And yeah. I just remember, I just remember thinking, no, no, like it's, it's very relevant. Like it's extremely relevant. And like the experience that you had, even all the way down to, you know, working at retail, in my opinion is huge. Right. So, I mean, have you, now that you are kind of in that world, how do you see that experience playing in? Like, what did you learn in those roles? I think one of the skills I learned most about through your course, especially that I didn't give enough credit to was merchandising, which can take on a lot of different kind of like versions, depending on what department you're talking to, what company you're talking to. But as a sales rep, one of my favorite parts about the role, and I think one of my strengths was really thinking about the types of customers, these different accounts and different marketplaces had and how I could best create assortments for them. Like how I was going to pitch, you know, the, a bunch of different types of brands that I had. So I really had to think critically about who these people are, what they were looking for, what products they already carried, what they were missing. And as a PLC, I might not be utilizing those skills as much as a PLM, but it comes in handy when you're thinking about the line as a whole and maybe what gaps you have in the line, um, how to price them you know, additional features, things like that, that you can really add in. And as a tech rep, it really taught me, you really got used to being that product expert to really know those products. But I always, one thing I really tried to do as a tech rep was not just to read, you know, facts and talk about the fabric, just strictly like reading out of the catalog, but it was to really teach people how to sell those facts. And it's, it's one thing to say, you know, this is a down jacket and it's another way to talk about it, to talk about how, what kind of customers buying that down jacket. And that goes based on the price, the material. There's, there's so many different types of down jackets. And I think that skill really trained me to think of product more critically and more from a strategy point of view. Right. Yeah. And really the positioning, right? The positioning of how brands interplay with each other, because that assortment that you're going to recommend is going to be different depending on the, the retail shop. Because 100%. Yeah, the, like the other brands that they have, there's going to be different holes in the market where you know you can leverage that. And then again, within your own assortment, right? Like what, what do you have or where is an opportunity that you're not able to leverage with the current assortment? So you build, you know, you build new product for it. And so, yeah, I totally agree that that's, that's critical. One of the other things that we talked about a lot, I, I remember was that customer interaction. And maybe you can talk a little bit more about that, even on the shop floor or as a tech rep. 
Yeah. So working at Adventure 16, it was a, I worked at a pretty small shop. There were five employees at my shop. Um, so we got to talk to our customers pretty much all the time. It wasn't, I moved to, did a stint at REI and it was very much, you were in your department, but Adventure 16, I really got to, to walk them through the whole shopping process. You really got to know their needs in and out, like from literally every, if they were preparing for a trip from sleeping bags to clothing to shoes. And that just really helped me understand like, like end use activity, like what they were looking for, but also like different demographics, like price point customers versus someone who really wanted the top notch technical product versus people who were into more of like the stylistic point of view. So I really got a, I really got that full view of uh, kind of who those targeted customers are and how they kind of play into different brands. Yeah, that's great. I, so stepping back a little bit further, I wanted to ask you going back to college. So you mentioned graphic design was kind of your degree and that's where you had your initial jobs. So what was it that you thought it would be that it wasn't? Or what what was it about the specific role that forcing you or, or driving you to go in a different direction? Yeah. So one of the cool things I'll say too, is I think looking back on it, some of my favorite things about graphic design were that I liked working in the programs and with the tools and the, that sort of the creation process. And the cool thing about the PLC role is I've never been so excited to be working in Adobe Illustrator as frequently as I do. Cause that's something I really did kind of miss moving into sales that didn't get to use as often. Uh, so that's been really fun to kind of step back into those programs and create grids and things like that. Working in graphic design, it wasn't wasn't quite as creative as I thought it was going to be. I think, you know, it's kind of romanticized as you're going to get this job and it's a lot of like in-depth brand strategy and you're creating these images that tell like a bigger story about the brand. And I didn't really feel like it was as a uh, strategy oriented as I was and that became something I was more and more interested in. It was more just, you know, a lot of photo touch up, a lot of uh, creating for the client, maybe that wasn't thinking as big picture. And you just had a lot less control over that kind of long-term strategy. And I got pretty bored of it pretty quickly, I would say. And sometimes you don't even realize early on why you're attracted to something when you yeah. talk about graphic design, like you, you didn't necessarily, what I'm hearing from you is that you didn't necessarily consciously think about strategy as being what you were interested in until you got into it. And then you realized, Oh, this is different than what I thought it was going to be. And this is what's missing from what I was expecting. Yeah, no, I didn't at all. I mean, I always joke that I think I picked my college because I like to surf and it was near the ocean. <laughs> and, you know, at 18 years old, it's hard to think critically, or at least it was for me yeah. about what I, what I was good at, what I really wanted to do. And I really, I saw these images that in my mind told this message mm-hmm. and spoke for the brand and, the more I got involved, I think, learning about these career paths and about these brands, especially in the outdoor industry, the product does a you know a major part of kind of brand storytelling mm-hmm. and those messages. And I think that's what drew me to it a little bit. Yeah. Passions haven't necessarily changed, but you just kind of have to try some different things to learn exactly what interests you the most. thing that you mentioned, and I just wanted to point it out as we kind of go through your story is networking. Like networking is sort of a word that people are like, oh, I, you know, I'm not into networking or whatever, but you identified very early on, I just need to build some connections. It's interesting, right? Because reps come into a shop and they're looking to sell their product, right? Like that's what they're doing. And they're, and they're educating and they're, and they're elevating a brand. They're telling a brand story, right? But you saw that and said, yeah, I know that's what they're here to do but I know that they can bring me closer to the brand and to the opportunity. So I'm, you know, I see that opportunity. I'm going to start collecting business cards and I'm just going to reach out to people. I'm not sure how that's going to evolve, but I'm just, I'm going to be proactive. And that in my mind is huge. What's funny is like, I don't even think I really knew what networking was at the time. Like it wasn't like this, I'm going to network strategy. It was just that I understood. I think I understood kind of early on that, People, if you're nice to people and you show your passion and you kind of, you're just in that vulnerable, like, this is what I want to do. Is there anything you can do to help me that, you know, not everyone's going to help you, but it only takes like one or two people maybe to help push you that much closer. And when I decided that I wanted to, you know, work in the outdoor industry, I kind of decided like, all right, I'm all in, like, 
what steps can I take? And there were only so many options on the table, but I was going to take as many of them as I could. And I worked like events for the store, anything that would, you know, possibly put me in contact with brands or people. And I just thought that, you know, at least if this doesn't work out, I will say I've tried everything. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good example for people to to follow. And even if they're not in the same situation, the question is what can you do with the resources that you have to just move you forward right towards that goal? So I think that's great. I, I definitely applied to like a ton, a ton of places. I, I don't want it to sound like, you know, I made a friend and reached out and got a job. I will, I had like a ridiculous amount of people who just never got back to me. And, but I just kept following up and to find out who would actually respond and things like that. So yeah, people send one email and get rejected or not, not even rejected. If they just don't hear anything back, I think you have this tendency to think that it's a big deal. And, and it probably is from your perspective, but from the other per- person's perspective, there's a million reasons why they didn't respond. And, and you know what? It actually set me up nicely for the sales job too, because that's a lot of what I did in sales. <laughs> yeah. Getting over that fear. It's important to have success anywhere, but, you know, especially in, you know, as you're trying to kind of find your way into a new industry, a new type of role that it's really, really important. So now you're in the sales role, you've got that job. Now, how did you make that the transition that you just made? What did that look like? Yeah. So I was, you know, getting comfortable being a sales rep. And, you know, like I said, I went to the sales meetings and I was learning more about all these different roles within the brands that I didn't even know existed prior to being a sales rep. And I really was in love with like the PLM role, like the people up there confidently presenting the product and the ideas that they had such a hand in so many different aspects of like the creation process. You know, I was just like, man, I think, I think this is something I want to do. Like, how do I get there? And that's kind of where I hit some like roadblocks, I would say. It was kind of like, how, how do I make that happen? And one of the ways that I kind of learned more about the role before even finding out about your class is I actually just on a whim applied for an associate PLM role. <laughs> and I got way further in the interview process than I ever would have dreamed of. <laughs> like I thought I wasn't even going to hear back. And through that interview process, I didn't end up getting the job, of course, but I didn't, I wasn't even really properly prepared for it. Like I had reached out to people and done as much preparation as I could, but I didn't understand the role well enough to really prepare for it. Like I didn't know what they were looking for and the things that I thought they were looking for weren't exactly like, I didn't, I didn't know what the role was, what questions they were going to ask me and how to relate being a sales rep to a PLM. So like one of the things that I think is a a misconception about PLM is that yes, they're product experts, but one of the things I learned really quickly was that they have like specialties within that brand. They don't need you to know everything about materials or design or development because they have those people. So you can walk into an interview and talk about how much you know about product. And I think they just kind of look at you like, oh, that's great. Like what else can you do for us? And that was kind of the vibe I got. And I had based a lot of my interview prep on how much of a product expert I was. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I was, I was blindsided about that. I mean, I had, you know, of course, prepared to talk a little bit about other skills I had, but I just, I just found I wasn't, didn't understand the role well enough to interview as well as I could. But through learning more and more about the role at the interview process, it just further cemented like, wow, I really want this. And that's when I started doing a more broad reach out to like, what else can I do? And I, I turned to LinkedIn to see what other PLMs had as prior experience that helped them get that role. And I looked into specialty master's programs, you know, that lined me up for PLM, but I had actually, you know, already enrolled in an MBA program and I wasn't ready to commit that much time. And even those programs, they were either really, really expensive And I didn't think all of them were quite targeted enough for what I was looking to do. And I already had the sales rep experience and I wasn't sure that I wanted, I wanted to devote that kind of time and resources to it. I kind of just wanted something that would teach me specifically about the product management role enough to really dial it in and get that first opportunity. And that's how I somehow stumbled upon your profile and I saw in your experience something about, I didn't even realize you were like the founder at the time. I just saw the program and I clicked on it and I was like, holy crap, I've been looking for something. Seriously, I've been looking for something 
for like at least days now I've been asking people and nothing lined up. Like I checked so many programs and they were more focused on technology. And then I looked at outdoor programs, but they wanted me to move to Colorado or they just weren't quite what I was looking for. And the outdoor product management school was like a perfect fit for getting those, getting that better understanding of what the product management role was, what I needed to do to kind of get it and like developing my career further. And so I was just so happy. And I remember I told my uh, fiance about it. I was like, I found this program. What do you think? And he was just like a little bit suspect at first. He's like, Oh, it doesn't sound like it's run before. Like you should find out more information. And I, I called and I followed up and I was immediately like, Nope, this is, this is going to be great. This is the program. (laughs) Like it's someone with actual experience in the industry, which was a big one for me because I had found that the outdoor industry kind of operates as its own beast Mm -hmm. and that somebody who's a product manager outside of the industry, not that that's not relevant, but a lot of times it, it really is its own set of knowledge. Mm -hmm. When I had the idea to start this program, part of it is you, you think about the customer and you think about, okay, well, who is this for part of who it was for, was me 10 years before or eight years before, you know, when I didn't really know, or I kind of had this inkling, but I knew I didn't really have enough information. And I, there wasn't anything to teach me. And I remember after we talked and I got an MBA too. Right. And, and I remember you and I got off the phone and I just, it was kind of like, this is exactly the person. (laughs) You nailed it. (laughs) This is one of the, the customer profiles that I created like one of the three groups of people that I thought would be interested in this program. So I thought it was really, really cool. And it really lined up well. It's cool to see kind of that play out in, in the real world and kind of the geeky product management side of me that, you know, is, is essentially building a product because you see an opportunity in, in the market. And, and I had a similar experience during my MBA. And I think this is, this is now changing a bit. But when you, you know, I did an MBA, I didn't, I had never heard of product management and I took a course that was called a business plan. And in this business plan course, it was about seeing an opportunity. And then you built this business plan around costing and the, and the strategy and the positioning, and you did forecasting and all these different things that I'd never, and it was the first time in business that I had looked at this sort of comprehensively. And I remember I talked to my professor at the time who was an entrepreneurship professor. And he said, Oh, if you like that, you should be a product manager. And I said, Oh, okay. What's this product management? Right. (laughs) And, but that was the closest thing that I had to a product management course, which is a little bit of how I formulated the, the, the capstone project, right. A little bit more focused on product management, but a similar type of type of look. Remember that conversation well, and, and I was really excited to kind of get started with the course. So we did the course, right. It was, it was eight weeks. And then how did that lead you It led me into this position in so many different ways. I like almost don't even know where to begin with it. Uh, Like I said, when I found that course, it was a crazy fit. Like I had done so much research and the fact that I found it, it feels like some kind of weird fate sometimes. Like I really wanted to get this career in product. I found that course and it just from day one hit the ground running. I was like, this is perfect. Like I saw the syllabus and it it taught me so much about the role that I didn't get to see as a sales rep, uh, so many different aspects of it. I think two of the most valuable thing, I'm going to go with three, like the whole course was so valuable. Three of the most valuable things though, I would definitely say the career coaching, like understanding what steps I could take, ensure that I was getting these interviews and how to prep for them and all these cool little skills and strategies that, have not only helped me as far as getting this job, but like in so many ways just prepared me in life to from writing thank you notes to following up and making connections with people. Like, I feel like I'm just a much better job candidate. My fiance is a, he worked as a recruiter for a long time. And he just says all the time, like you really have all these candidate skills that I really attribute to taking your course. So I'm forever grateful for that. Very cool. That's awesome. I learned a ton about the role and in really understanding the role those struggles and challenges I had interviewing for that very first associate product line management role, I was able to solve a lot of those because I understood how to talk about my role as a sales rep in a way that was relevant to product management. Like I understood to talk more about merchandising and 
we talked a lot about give and take, understanding what features were necessary and the trade-offs between price and product and things like that. Timelines and roadmap, being flexible, wearing a lot of different hats. These are all things as a sales rep I had gained some understanding of, but didn't know how to speak about. Right. And your course really just did a great job at kind of walking me through the day in a life of a product manager. And Mm -hmm. it just gave me that big overlook of how to talk about the position and how to, you know, orient my skills better. So one of the, and one of the things I want to point out for other people that are listening, because I'm sure there's people who are designers or developers or whatever, who are saying, ah, great, I'm not a sales rep. I want to reiterate in that first class that we did, we had three people. And we had someone who had a design background. We had somebody who had an operations background and had a, I believe was in the process of getting an MBA or had just gotten one. And then there was you who also had an MBA and had been a sales rep. And we talked a lot about not how specific experience was required, but how to turn the experience that you had into a strength and knowing how to address the the gap. I just want everybody out there listening. It's not that you have to go out and be a sales rep or a tech rep. That's one path, but it's really the skill of understanding how to take that and apply it in a way that positions you well for success in a role. You have the skills. You just got to figure out how those skills work and for what they're looking. Definitely. And yeah, like you just said, I, it wasn't so much that we obviously never discussed like sales rep skills that translate into product management skills through the course, but just understanding that role. It, I mean, even my graphic design background, like the more I understood the product management role, the better I was able to understand the skills that I already possessed that translated into the role. And I, like you just said, I think that translates true to no matter what role you have prior, I think, uh, understanding what you're getting yourself into lets you better orient what you already have to that person who's interviewing and understand what you're lacking too. You know, third thing I just wanted to mention that was extremely beneficial was that capstone project where we got to kind of build our own product brief was extremely valuable. It was such a good experience and I truly loved it. I poured my heart and soul into that project, which is just further cemented that, man, this is something I want to do because I loved the in-depth research I did on the product. And I actually ironically did it on mountain hardware. I did so much of my MBA program on Columbia Sportswear and I did your project on mountain hardware only because these were like public companies with a lot of information. But it was really cool to see that kind of play out that my first role into the product world is at mountain hardware. Just creating that product brief, going through all the steps and kind of, you know, learning all these different aspects of kind of that, early product creation or ideation uh, was super great. Further cemented that this is what, this is what I want to do. I also used it as like interview prep. So maybe not as quite as in depth as the actual project, but before I interviewed for a role, I would look at their product line and create little mini like product briefs. And I talked about it. I would tell the people who are interviewing me that that was the capstone project for the class. And that I did like a mini one for the brand, they would ask me about it. So it was a really good talking point and just a good exercise to really familiarize myself with the brands I was interviewing with. Great to hear that that's how it was used. Things that I learned going through interviewing for different brands is that a very common practice is for them to have you do a project. And I've done projects in in interviews with, with lots of different brands. And I also found that I always took product that I had worked on to interviews And that really just gave me an opportunity to talk through my understanding of the process and of the role and how I thought about things. And so part of the thinking behind the Capstone Project was doing exactly what what you did, which is if you haven't been a product manager, how do you show your product management skills? Well, you, you build a project and you actually do the work. It's interesting to me, continues to be interesting to me that after you've done it enough times, it feels very commonplace and this is just how it's done. But it is a skill and it is something that people struggle with the first time, like working through the questions and the challenges and the assumptions. And, uh, and so again, even as an interviewer, I've experienced it where when people are able to bring that actual work product, whatever it is that again, just serves as a vehicle for you to, to share your skill set. And and your capstone project crushed it. I mean, it was great. (laughs) 
Thanks. I poured my heart and soul in it. And, you know, I'm still learning from you. And one of the things that I, I've listened to your other podcast episodes that I've heard brought up a couple times, and I've heard from other people is like, you just said, bringing a project to the table. And I, I'm going to take that a step further. I don't know when I'll be interviewing again for a role. I'm hoping to stay in this one for you know, a long time, but that's, that's a really good, another skill that I hadn't considered prior to meeting you and learning about your course and stuff was really bringing something physical to the interview. So I'm still learning. And, you know, it, it took a lot of interviews to get me to this point. I had a lot of almost some maybes, as you know, every time I interviewed, I just learned more and more, which is something else we learned in your class was really just t- using interviews as a chance to make a connection with someone mm-hmm. and to have that practice because, Prior to getting this PLC role, I had interviewed for another role with Mountain Hardware and uh, did not get that role. But because they had already knew me and knew my skills from that prior interview, I really think that helped in a big way to help me secure this role as the product line coordinator. Yeah. And it reminds me of a quote in a book. I don't know if we mentioned it during the class or not, but it's called The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And that's sort of like taking that approach of thinking, I know I'm going to have to interview for this several times before it actually pans out but I'm going to learn something from each of these opportunities and I'm going to use it to my advantage, whether it's learning or connections or whatever it is, I'm going to take the experience for what it is and I'm going to build on it so that next time I'm better prepared. And so you clearly did that and it, and it clearly worked for you. You've been in the role now for a few weeks. And so it might be too early to even ask this question, but, but any surprises, anything that you've thought, I didn't think it would be this way, or, you know, what have, what have you found the most challenging as you've just started out in this, in this position? I mean, the most challenging thing, or I I don't know if it's a surprise, but you know, is just, I'm sitting in on so many conversations and so many meetings, which I love, but how little I actually know about um, some of the more sciencey parts of the product, you forget how much is goes into it, I think, and material science and development and looking at those tech packs and just like, I think for me, like just seeing all of the incredible detail and hard work and just how skilled so many people are on the team. I I don't want to know if I want to use the word surprising because I knew a lot of work went into it, but just even more than I had originally thought and how little I know and how much opportunity there is for me to learn was really great. I just found consistently that when you first start a role, you're jumping in. It's like jumping in a, in a moving river, right? There's all these things that are happening and everybody else looks really smart because they know what's going on. But it's not that you're not smart. It's just that you haven't been around long enough to see how, how everything has flown and, you know, to kind of arrive where it is currently. And it really does take a full season to really feel really grounded in the position. So the first time that you are involved in a kickoff, which will come relatively soon, I'm sure, and actually like get the opportunity to work through that season, that's when it really becomes cemented in your mind and you can see how things work together. And that just takes time. And the phase of being overwhelmed with information because of meetings and tech packs and reviewing briefs is, is very common and to be expected. Yeah, definitely a lot of mind-boggling like information in that, especially in that first week. Um, but I'm a firm believer in just like, well, I'm going to take all of this kind of like chaos that's happening around me right now, and what things can I do? Like, what do I know how to do? So I, I focused a lot on a uh, grid building because I have the background in graphic design, which means I already kind of know how to use Adobe Illustrator pretty well. And I know the products decently enough. So it's just what can I do to contribute at this point without the full understanding of what, you know, a lot of the teams are talking about. Yeah. That, and that's a great thing to do is again, take your skill set and, and just figure out how to be, how to help in that PLC role is critical. And I think, and for those out there building grids is really about just having a, a sheet that as you're moving through the season has all of the product If you're in design phase, there might just be black and white drawings that are initial concepts and say, yeah, we're going to have three jackets at these price points. And then as you move through the season, it keeps track of things like colors and as price points change. And so it's sort of like a working document that shows all the product or all the new product in a season. And, you know, knowing from experience as a PM trying to deal with updating those things 
can be challenging, and especially if it lives on a spreadsheet and PLM software and in grids. And so that is very helpful. And I'm sure they're very grateful that you're doing it. <laughs> well, hopefully I'm doing a good job. I'll, re- I'll report back. <laughs> no, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. So as you look at this opportunity, you've talked about it a little bit, but what are you the most excited about? Oh, just so much learning and so much new. Like, I mean, there's always more to learn, even when you've been in a role for a long time, but going from sales to product, it's just, it seems like an endless opportunity of to learn at this point. Like there's just so many different, one of the, I think the coolest things about the product management role is you just get to connect with so many different departments and people. So your wealth of knowledge that you get to acquire and learn from all these different, like really smart individuals is, is great. Like I, I don't feel like I'm tied to like kind of a one responsibility or one area. I feel like you really get to kind of float and uh, touch different aspects of the product. So I'm just super excited to learn at this point. And for the super cool team, like what really sold me on this particular position, I mean, I knew I wanted to work in a product role and it was a great opportunity, but it was, it was the team. Like I could tell from my interviews and from the people I talked to that that this team was who I wanted to grow with. Yeah, super important. And you lucked out and you got not only the team that you wanted, but also the product category that you wanted, which is pretty special, I think. Definitely, yeah. I feel very very lucky for this opportunity. I love outerwear. I mean, I love all products, but definitely I'm an outerwear nerd, self-proclaimed and proud, so. Yeah, very cool. You've worked with a few PMs now. Is there anything that stands out to you? I would definitely think, say that the outdoor product management school was like the key to the role. Like, I think that course, without that course, I felt like I was kind of, I had these skills and I was kind of fumbling with how to get to that place. But taking your course really paved the way. I understood exactly, I was able to not just set a goal, but like pave the strategy to get there. And that was so instrumental in getting me to this PLC, like, I'll forever be grateful that I stumbled upon it. So I think it's a very uh, rare thing that's offered. There's not a ton of programs like it. So. Oh, cool. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, I was glad it could pay some part, but you, you know, you were someone who was going to figure it out one way or the other, but hopefully it, um, it it helped. It, it, It gave me some actual like steps I could take, which, you know, helped really helped me a lot. Uh, I think the networking was a big part of it. Like from really early on, just not being afraid to ask for help and like introduce myself, like not, not being, not that I like rejection. I don't like rejection, (laughs) but uh, just understanding that you're going to get a lot of rejection before you get a yes. And just kind of playing your odds with the more people I ask, more likely someone is to help me. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, went a long way and people taking chances on me. Like I hope one day I'm in a position to take a chance, you know, on someone else, because that's really what it was, was building connections, working hard and having someone offer me that first opportunity. Yeah. And as far as working with other PMs or what qualities I think make a good PM, I would say like good leadership goes a long way. Communication skills and you know, being able to, because you're working with so many different personalities in so many different departments. And I think if you have good leadership skills and good communication, you really tie the brand together well. Mm-hmm. You may have already answered this question, but anything that you know now that you wish you would have known earlier in your career? Just pretty much that the product management role existed, like understanding that that was a role. I think I could have set that goal earlier on and, uh, taking a course like yours to help me understand how to get there. It might've saved me some steps or helped me even better target my skills, but that's pretty much it. I would say. And for all of those people who are listening, who are thinking, man, I, I would love to follow that same path. Any advice that you would give for them? Uh, don't be afraid to reach out to people and try to build that network and, you know, ask the questions you need to ask to get there. Also, don't be discouraged by rejection because every step of the way, I got a ton of rejection from uh, job applications. Yeah. And I think both of those things you mentioned, number one, finding resources for people that have done what you want to do is so applicable anywhere within 
like a job search to become a product manager or really a lot of other areas too. Right. And, and also, like you mentioned, not being afraid of rejection because it will inevitably be a part of doing something different or doing something in my opinion, worth doing, right. You, you will, there will be failure associated with it. And if, if there isn't, it's probably not hard enough. Definitely. I just want to thank you for your willingness to be on the podcast and to talk about your experience. And I'm excited for your future career and how you continue to progress. And I'm excited that this will give people at a similar phase in their career, a little bit of an insight as to how you have found success. I'm excited to see your future. Dawson, thank you so much for all the support and for creating this, this great program. I can't I can't express enough. It's just a really good tool to exist for really anyone wanting to learn about the product management role. I don't even think it's a requirement that you go into product management with it, but it just gives you such an understanding of the product creation process. And I just, I feel really lucky that I stumbled upon it because I don't know kind of what I would be doing right now without it. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Tracy. Great to connect and keep in touch. Definitely. Thank you so much, Dawson. And welcome to the first post-show episode of the Outdoor PM School podcast. I am taking this opportunity to explain a little bit more about the program and answer some of the common questions that I get. If you're interested in learning more, then stick around. So the three questions. The first question that I get a lot is, why did I start the program? The second is, what are the details of the program? And then third is, what is new to the program? So the first question is, why did I start the program? And the short answer is it was an idea that evolved and developed over time, I think, with any with any product idea. And there were a few things that came together that made me think that it was a good, uh, a good opportunity that was something people might be interested in. The first is that I had people regularly reaching out via LinkedIn wanting to learn more about the outdoor industry and wanting to pick my brain on how I was hired and what the job's like. And, and I started to see some patterns and themes as far as who the people were that were reaching out and then also what my responses were. And so that was kind of the first trend. The second trend is that product management in general has become much more of a talked about career path, right? And when you look at the industry and it as a professional role, it's really focused mainly on tech and software. And that has been frustrating to me because I am really passionate about product management. I see it as a craft, uh, I see it as a skill, and I, and I love it, and I think it's an amazing career. And most of what is written out there and most of what is discussed and talked about is, is uh, software development, which was frustrating to me. But on that side, I have seen many small programs, such as Product School, for example, pop up that are specific to software and to and to tech. And you know, as I looked at those programs, I just realized that they were not equivalent to really my experience in the outdoor industry and physical product in general. Uh, I think the other piece to this is that I've seen larger programs and I think those those programs and master's programs have been really good and they're great opportunities for people, but they're also very expensive. And I think the reality is that when you look at those types of programs, they inevitably have to appeal to a broad range of people because uh, they have to get you know enough people in, in those programs to really be able to support the cost. And so when you go more niche, you're able to really laser focus on a very specific angle that a big program just isn't able to do. You're also able to deliver it in a relatively short period of time. I definitely looked at creating this program similar to a college level uh, college level course. And it's priced that way, and it's structured that way, and uh, it's very similar to taking an online MBA or master's level course in cost and in time commitment, and then I think what you're actually delivered from a from a value standpoint. So. As those trends came together, I, you know, and I also looked at it and said, what do I wish I would have had when I was getting into this industry? So the next question is, what is the program? And when I started the program, it was, it was eight weeks. And again, I really wanted to structure it like a college course. So that was two two-hour sessions per week, Tuesday and Thursday in the evenings, starting at 6 p.m. Based on feedback, we have changed that to an hour and a half sessions over a six-week period of time, adding in one-on-one -on -one coaching. Really, it's a live uh, lecture course. And so we look at slides. Uh, there's a lot of discussion, a lot of conversation around different topics. 
And the course itself is structured around a few things. The first part is really, I would say, about introducing product management, understanding the role that it plays within the organization, talking about how it varies in uh, in in outdoor versus tech versus CPG companies like Procter & Gamble. We talk about the nomenclature, like what is different from a product manager and a category manager and a brand manager and a, and a product line coordinator and a merchandiser and all these things, right? We sort of position what the role is and, and where it came from and, and how it plays within the larger business. And then secondly, I would say we go over the whole product process. We go over a, a broad overview of what that process looks like. And then we go through it in each little phase, right? And then towards the end of the course, we have a career section, and then we also have a presentation section. So to jump into the presentation section, what we're presenting is what I call the capstone project. The capstone project, we really start, we initiate at the beginning of the, of the course. And really, it's about each person taking what they learn every week and applying it to a product brief. And a product brief is really the deliverable uh, that really, I would say for a product manager, is, is, a, is a main deliverable, right? It's seeing a business opportunity. It's building a case around why uh, a company should pursue that, talking about the customer, the marketing, the costing, uh, you know, the, the problem you're trying to solve, all of the above. And so each week as we discuss these topics, the individual people are going back and working on this capstone project with the idea being that towards the end of the course, everybody presents their projects, they get feedback and, and from the group and from me individually. And then what that gives people is a work product that then they can take to interviews. Okay. So that's the first thing is that I, you know, I observed as a someone trying to get into product management. If you're a designer or a developer, you've built a portfolio of, of work that you can bring to interviews and show people. As a product manager, that hasn't really traditionally been the case. So this allows you to work through this process and then have this work product that you can take to an interview and it talks about how you think strategically. It shows how what you know about the market and how you have understood the customer and that you understand the overall process. And so that that's really valuable. The second reason that Capstone Project is valuable is because many companies are now asking you to do work projects in interviews. Sometimes those are open-ended and you will have a a work product that you could actually use for that project. Or what is probably more likely is that they give you a project that is similar to a capstone project. They ask you to develop a brief for, you know, a new category that they want to get into or how you would evolve their backpacking assortment, for example. And you can take the skills that you learned in this capstone project and apply it and it's you'll be in a great position to really nail that part of the interview and then you can also take your project and show it to them as a secondary uh, piece of material that's really what the program what the program is so then the last question is what is new to the program okay and and what's new to the program is you know I've had different people reach out uh, that maybe didn't want all the pieces of the program. They said, you know, I'm really more interested in the introduction. Like, I I think I want to get into product management, but, you know, I just need sort of like an intro to product management. And I don't want to do the whole course, right? There were other people that said, I really am focused more on learning about the development process and how to work with designers and developers and, uh, you know, what a product brief is. And, uh, and so that was another request and then also had people who just said you know the career part of it and how to get a job and how to get past you know online applications and how to prepare really well for an interview and position myself like those are that was another request what i've done is the core of the outdoor pm school program is still this this certificate program which i've taken it from eight weeks made it a six-week program still taught twice a week but then instead of doing a full eight weeks of, of group instruction, we're doing six weeks of group instruction with one-on-one -on -one coaching. You know, you could do interview prep, you could do resume review, you could do uh, more of a deep dive into a brief or, a, or look at a project that you're being requested to do. So that is kind of the core of the program, right? And that hasn't changed. Still the capstone project, the one-on-one -on -one coaching instead of the full eight weeks. I'll also be teaching that program live, but only twice a year. So we'll do one course in the spring and one course in the fall. In addition to that, I've added what I call a self-paced option, where you will receive access to 
recordings of the live instruction minus the capstone project segments. So what that means is I'm not going to walk you through the capstone project, but if you just want the content, if you just want to see the, the classes, then you can, there's an option to just purchase that. You would get all of the instruction minus the capstone project portions. You would also get all of the templates uh, that I share with the class. And you would also get the one-on-one -on -one coaching. So that's included in that. And then lastly are what I call mini courses. And there's three options for the mini course, which I just sort of outlined earlier. The first is really intro to product management. Second is an overview of the product creation process and product briefs. And then lastly is job search and interviewing. Those will include three hours of pre-recorded instruction. So you'll get sent a, a link to a video of, of slides and of, and of me going through these topics. You'll get access to those PDF slides. And then you'll also uh, will get an hour of one-on-one -on -one coaching. With that coaching, depending on the course that you sign up for, or the mini course that you sign up for, you can apply that one-on-one uh, -on -one time to a lot of different areas. And so if any of those options, again, just to reiterate, the core is still the, the six-week online live instruction, which is the product management certificate program. You can also just purchase access to the recorded content and the PDF slides and the templates. It does not include the capstone project. It does include one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching. And then lastly are these mini courses. And again, those, those three mini courses will include pre-recorded content. You'll still get access to those PDF slides and you will also have one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching time. So if you would like to learn more, check out outdoorpmschool.com. You can sign up to receive email updates. You can download the course syllabus. You can also apply to the course. And when you apply to the course, it really just tells me a little about you and allows us to set up a time to meet and figure out if this is a good fit for your career goals. So thanks for listening and have a good day.